Welcome to Trending Health, where we provide you with valuable insights and perspectives on the evolving healthcare industry. Brought to you by Vynamic, Trending Health features industry guests and panelists who explore topics that are real, relevant, and worth discussing. I'm your host, Mindy McGrath, Vynamic's healthcare industry advisor. On this episode, we're discussing entrepreneurial ideas in the healthcare industry that are addressing some of the system's greatest challenges. Bainbridge Health was created to address a pressing challenge common among hospitals, medication safety and stewardship. And to help us dive into this topic, friend of Dynamic, Sean O'Neill, PharmD and Chief Clinical Officer of Bainbridge Health is joining us today. Prior to joining Bainbridge Health, Sean served as the first medication safety officer at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. In that capacity, Sean led a multidisciplinary team of safety and quality leaders and oversaw the selection and implementation of large-scale technologies, including electronic health records, smart infusion pumps, and barcode scanning systems. Sean serves as a board member of the Medication Safety Officers Society and has been a recipient of the Institute of Safety Medication Practices Cheers Award in recognition for his contribution in the medication safety space. Prior to his work as a medication safety officer, Sean served as the clinical pharmacist at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia and Boston Children's Hospital. Sean speaks nationally about medication safety and the use of technology to improve clinician workflow and patient safety. He has also completed his PharmD at Northeastern University. Sean, that's an impressive background, and I um, want to just thank you for joining us today to talk about how this important topic of medication stewardship and safety paved the way to the problem that Bainbridge Health is trying to solve for. Thank you, Mindy. It's, it's really a, um, an honor to um, participate today, and I'm looking forward to talking and telling our Bainbridge story. Yeah, I'd love to hear the Bainbridge story, so I just want to jump right in and ask you, tell us about Bainbridge Health how it got started, what the mission of the company is, because I know it has a really interesting story behind it. Yeah, great. So um, I guess it starts with my background. So I'm a, I was a pharmacist by training, uh, and I was a pharmacist at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia for about 15 years. And part of one of my roles in the later half of my career was uh, the medication safety officer for the organization. And we started to identify a challenge that existed throughout medication management and hospital pharmacy. Uh, and that is that technologies are often uh, implemented and purchased and um, those technologies are the intent is to prevent medication errors and improve efficiency and, and hopefully reduce costs. And we had gone through a large kind of technology evolution um, in the medication process uh, at that time. And one of the biggest challenges we started to try to understand after we implemented these technologies was, were these technologies working? Were they improving safety? Were they potentially promoting harm? Were they promoting or preventing inefficiencies in the process? Uh, and so the challenge we had is that uh, we knew all this, the answers to these questions existed in the data in these technologies. And so that was really the, the fundamental challenge that we had at our organization and then started to learn that existed at other organizations. Um, and where Bainbridge came about is that um, at the time, CHOP had a very uh, advanced innovation department. And so what they did is they looked across the organization, tried to identify clinicians that A, had problems and that had potential solutions to, to fix them. 
Um, and they ran it very much as a um, kind of a contest. So they uh, ran as far as they, they had a, um, a group come in and um, essentially we would interview, identify what our, uh, what our problem was and what our intended solution was. And that's how Bainbridge Health got started. And so we had internally developed a process to uh, ingest all of this data to be able to answer questions related to safety and stewardship. Um, and it evolved to the point where uh, we knew this opportunity existed outside of CHOP. And so Bainbridge Health was then spun out of the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia as a, uh, it's a separate entity. Can you tell me, so you talked about the innovation capability uh, or center that, that CHOP had. When you first identified the idea, what was, I guess, how did you incubate the idea and keep it moving in the organization? Because I could understand like submitting the idea and then maybe presenting it, but how did that process work where you were able to keep it moving through the, the organization and really, I guess, create a solution? Yeah, and that's where, um, that's where our team consider ourselves to be very, very lucky. So um, CHOP had created an innovation department and an infrastructure to be able to help us do that. And so I will tell you that this, I did not have some entrepreneurial spirit. I'm not looking, I wasn't looking to spin out a business or create an idea, um, but I had an idea and we knew, we knew what the challenge was. We knew what the opportunity was. And I, I think the innovation department, which at the time was led by um, a, a guy named Patrick Fitzgerald, really kind of set the infrastructure to, okay, now we, we know there's a problem. We know there's a potential solution. What are the next steps? Could this be a business? Could this be an opportunity? How do we um, discover what is possible with this scenario? And then to your question, how do we move this through a large organization to the point of spinning it out as a separate entity? And so really kind of with the expertise of that office, we were able to take this from what was an idea um, to a point of selling um, a couple of hospital subscriptions before we even left the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. Oh, wow. That is so interesting. And so when you think about, um, like look back on that, what were some of the challenges and opportunities that you encountered in, in kind of getting to that point where you could sell these subscriptions to other hospitals? Yeah, so there's a, I think there's a couple, there's uh, first a couple of personal um, challenges and to kind of overcome. Um, I was a healthcare clinician. I had got into the healthcare world as many people do to kind of make an impact um, and, and make a difference uh, in people's lives. And then secondarily, which I think is true of a lot of healthcare providers, there's a lot of security in having those types of roles and having that type of job. And so kind of my own personal challenge of getting across that barrier of, of kind of embarking into a completely unknown world. And so that was, to be honest, very challenging for me and kind of changing my mindset from what my career had been for 15 years uh, and advancing it towards this completely unknown world. Um, so that was a huge challenge for me. Um, I think secondarily, um, from the business perspective, trying to understand are the problems that we were facing in our organization generalizable to other organizations? They felt like big problems to us. Um, were they big problems to other hospitals? And I think that really um, the way we, the way we walk through that process is we really had to travel the country and start asking hospitals, do you see, see the same challenges? Do you see the same potential value? 
And I, so I think those are probably the two biggest hurdles, uh, at least in the beginning, both personally and then on a business side of, um, of kind of starting and kicking off this idea. And so as the, the Bainbridge Health has, has started to grow and evolve in the marketplace, what are some of the lessons that you're, you're learning now that you're in a, really in a business, you're running a business versus being a clinician? Yeah, I think the number one, the number one takeaway over the last, I guess it's almost three plus years now, is it's all about the team you create. It's find people that, that have skill sets that complement your skill sets. And the second part of that is trust those people to execute on their skill set. And so a great example is um, myself and my, our two co, my two co-founders. So Joe Kalp, who is our CEO, and, and Sam Wilson, who is our chief technology officer. Uh, when I started this idea, I had zero business understanding, zero business training. What does it take to um, spin out a business, to raise money, to execute on a day-to-day business side? And um, So Joe, uh, Joe came on as our business lead and really kind of had that expertise, had the experience to build companies and, and, and operate companies. Um, and on the second side with Sam, Although even to, even to this date, I um, have helped build a data company. I am not a data expert. I'm not a technical expert. And so really finding somebody who can complement our skills and be that expert on the technical side. Um, and I think the, the last part, which I mentioned of that, is to really trust those people to do their role. I think in the beginning of a, starting a company, there's a lot of hats we have to wear, and we can't wear them all. And so really having the trust to understand that Joe's going to cover the business operations and the leadership side of the company. Um, I'll cover the clinical expertise and the content expertise and Sam will cover the technical component. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I know there's a lot of people that have ideas out there that feel like they're starting out alone. And then number one piece of advice, just from my singular experience would be find partners, find partners that can complement your skills and and trust them to, to do that. And you clearly honed in on a challenge that you were able to identify and say, we think other hospitals have similar challenges around medication stewardship and and safety. Um, Can we talk a little bit just about that specific topic? Because that's what you've built this organization on the idea of solving for that, or at least making it safer and more effective and efficient in hospitals. Why is it important that hospitals get medication safety right? Like what's the cost for a hospital if they don't get it right? Yeah. And so I think that, um, so medications are a, one of the top two or three most costly um, interventions within the hospital and, and B are one of the most dangerous interventions. And I, I think where we, the genesis of our idea is that hospitals have committed to solving these challenges. So they've committed to do that through investing in technologies. And so what um, many people may not realize that within a hospital, a medica- from a medication to get from a prescriber to a patient, it touches no less than six, seven, or eight technologies. And these are technologies that have cost millions of dollars for hospitals to invest in. And they've invested in them to A, decrease the likelihood of medication errors and identify um, or increase efficiency and reduce costs. And so why we think that's important is twofold. One, obviously, reduction of cost is, is valuable. Reduction of error in patient safety is, is paramount. Um, but they've already committed to this. And yet there's no ability to really understand, of, are we achieving those, these goals? 
have when we implement an EHR or electronic health record, are we preventing errors? Or, are, or have we introduced new types of errors with the technology? And so we, and the last part of this is that we knew it was possible to answer these questions, that the information exists. Um, and so that was really the driver of our mission and, and where we felt like we were challenged in our, in our roles as operators of these technologies. When you look at the, the various technologies that hospitals have already implemented, and then you think about Bainbridge Health Solution, how does your solution improve, I guess, what have been maybe more traditional efforts for healthcare organizations on medication safety? And so I, what, we've, what we've found in our, in, our, in our own experience and then expanding across hospitals is um, we've, so our focus has, we've really focused on technologies that live outside of the electronic health record. So we're talking about technologies like um, smart infusion pumps. So infusion devices that collect essentially log data of everything that's happened that's administered to the patient. Um, there's other technologies like storage cabinets, IV robotics, um, all have information that can help answer the questions we've laid out. Um, and what we noticed and what our, um, in our kind of discovery and talking to hundreds of hospitals is that this information, these technologies are kind of, um, have been left out to the side. And so there's a lot of, arrows pointed towards electronic health record, rightfully so, there's a lot of information, but we found a void in how hospitals were using the rest of the information, which if you think about the medication process, 60, 70% of it happens outside of the electronic health record. Um, and so we had, that was our focus. There were certainly hospitals and health systems across the country that have done a lot of work and have solved pockets of, and used this data to um, produce value but we didn't see it across a larger health, health system landscape. And that was our, that was our major focus. Uh, but I will say that is also one of our challenges in that trying to be focused on what are we solving? What is, and not try to boil the ocean at once. Because I think uh, in our experience in starting this company, you could get lost trying to solve for too many problems. Mm -hmm. And so we've really focused at the point of administration as our initial focal point of can we identify if infusion pumps are preventing medication events or errors? And can we help uh, reduce costs through data that, uh, through information that flows through those devices? That is such a key insight. And if you think about Bainbridge's um, market positioning, like what would be your differentiating factor? So why would a, a hospital choose Bainbridge over either doing it themselves or going with a competitor? Yeah, so the, the first part of your question is um, the competitive landscape as far as what else is out there. And it is really um, do-it-yourself. And so I, I think that um, the data exists. So the hardware that people are using creates this data, but the ability to kind of harness that information um, is mainly, in our opinion, is kind of the do-it-yourself approach. And so one of our biggest goals in starting this company was uh, – this data right now is left to clinicians to harness. So it's pharmacists and nurses are left to build pivot tables and run data analyses. And in many cases, they're not trained to do that and they don't want to do that. Um, and so we offload that responsibility. So we take all of that, all of that um, data processing away from the clinicians. Um, and what clinicians, as we've learned, really want is, I don't want to work with the data, just tell me what the data says. And so that's what we, so we produce an intelligence recommendation. So we, we take the data 
Um, and we don't just provide a data output, we provide a clinical expertise on top of that. So this says, instead of just saying, here's your data, here's a better visualization that allows you to dig into the data yourself, we actually will come in and analyze the data and say, here are five safety vulnerabilities that we've identified in your hospitals, and here's what we think you should do with them. Um, similar to cost savings as well. These are five or six high cost medications. If you made these three or four interventions, you could reduce or identify potential cost savings. Um, and as far as our big dif differentiator, so the data that's produced is produced by hardware companies. These are companies that are focused, um, that have the technology, have the hardware, and are looking at the data. I think a big value of our um, our organization is twofold. One is we are only looking at data. This is our only focus. We are 100% committed to kind of analyzing this information and providing value. And I think the second aspect is we are vendor agnostic. So I had mentioned um, before the six to seven different technologies that a medication has to travel through to get from a prescriber to a patient. Um, those are all different vendors. Those are all different types of technologies with different types of data. And so one of the um, values we provide is no matter what your vendor landscape is or footprint is, we can provide the value of the, we can provide and find the value in the data. I like that. Um, what was interesting is, is to hear you talk about you're focused on data, but there's almost a service, a consulting service around it to say, let's help you make it actionable, right? Like, you don't have to cull through the data and then figure out what to do. We're, we're giving you some recommendations on where you can start. Yeah, and it's really been one of our biggest challenges. Are we a consulting service? Are we tech-enabled consulting? Are we a tech company? And I think that um, in our experience in the beginning, so very, very, very uh, early stages, we were doing a lot of this by hand. So we would take this data, we were on the back of napkins. Um, it looked like a technology that the, the user was seeing, but it really was done by hand in the background. Um, but we've spent a lot of our resources building the technology behind it that drives the ability to provide the service. And so, for example, a report that we provide to a hospital Three years ago, it took me two weeks to generate. It took me two weeks to find recommendations, to kind of harness that information and, and, and find interventions. Now it takes us two hours. And so we've built the technology on the back end to be able to harness all of this data and point it in the right direction. And so that's really, but this question, I think will always be a service company. I think there always will be a clinical interaction. And I think that's what our, our users value is they know that when that recommendation comes across, it came from somebody who understands the safety aspects of these medications and the operational challenges of hospital pharmacy. Um, but on the back end, to make this a scalable company, building efficiencies that can use our technology to help us provide that service more effectively. As we wrap this up, what would be a couple of things that you would want others to know that maybe sitting in a position that you were in around adopting, you know, that entrepreneurial spirit and to address really healthcare industry challenges. Yeah. Interesting. So I, I, the first one I think we covered kind of in the beginning is absolutely expanding your network and finding people that have done this before. I think whether you're creating a startup company that's building an app or whether you're building it in healthcare, there's a lot of different challenges that are two very different environments, finding people that can assist you. And I've been through this process and I've, I've been incredibly lucky with 
people I mentioned like Patrick Fitzgerald and then my, my colleagues, Joe and Sam of melding our skills all together to kind of complement that. Um, I think the second part is specifically, I would speak to healthcare providers because I, I feel like that we've, um, as I mentioned, kind of entered our profession with the idea of this is the track that we're going to take, um, whether you're a pharmacist, a nurse or a physician, um, but to really kind of challenge yourself to jump out of that shell and think about what else is possible. I think that the example I would use is um, the biggest challenge for me is the shift to being a salesperson or being involved in sales conversation. In the very beginning of our company, I was essentially all leading all sales conversation. And that was incredibly challenging for me. I would wake up every day with a pit in my stomach if I knew I had kind of these sales conversations on my agenda for that day. And I, I still in some ways do. But I think the biggest part is um, just waking up to challenge yourself to, to learn a new skill or to evolve um, in a new way. And that's been incredibly um, challenging for me, and I, but I think incre incredibly rewarding as well. Wanted to just thank you for sharing the story of Bainbridge Health. Um, it's clear that there are probably some exciting times ahead, and I, I love to just hear how how it came to be, um, focusing on such a pressing problem in in U.S. hospitals. So, thank you for taking the time to be with us on Trending Health. Great, thank you, Mindy. I, I really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Trending Health. For links to resources discussed in this episode to subscribe to the Trending Health Podcast, and to explore if Binamic can help your company manage ongoing healthcare industry change, visit TrendingHealth.com. Tune in to the next episode, where we look forward to providing you with more insights on the healthcare industry.